Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. They're my very good friends. I'm Andy Murray from What Culture, an unfamiliar voice for what is sure to be an unfamiliar show that is probably going to be a catastrophe. But in the words of our man Barry, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> See, I've learned one of his buttons. He's got his buttons. We're going to do it yeah. anyway. Take a seat, Adam Wilborn. I'm the podcast now. The one thing we learned from Wilborn is how to put a, press a big, bright orange button. That's literally the only button I know. Um, who knows what could pop up if you press another one? <laughs> anyway, I know these things. Uh, these things usually coming in hot. <laughs> right, basically, this is just gonna be sixty minutes of us. Um, I know these things usually start off with a song, but not not today, uh, for a very good reason that will become apparent later on uh, in the show. Anyway, uh, I'm here with Michael Hamflet. Hiya. Uh, and Phil Chambers. Hi. There we go. They've said hello. Uh, to talk everything <laughs> going on in wrestling at the moment. But before we get into this... He's just dropping bonus <laughs> early doors. Like, 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 uh, keep it guess going again. Say, say hello. Well, I'm, up I'm for one through, afternoon. Coming through with dick noise <laughs> in the first 15 seconds. Well, was up for one afternoon and we, we ruined the entire podcast business. I, so basically you can subscribe or, or something <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like iTunes, Spotify... <laughs> Probably down the, down the local <laughs> shop, the radio, yeah. like magazines, magazines. Uh, you get you get it all over. <laughs> you get it all over the place. What happens uh, with podcasts is you go into the news <laughs> agents. You go to the news agents and they give you a magazine with a podcast attached, right? And it's ninety nine p. But then if you want to keep listening, the next issue is one ninety nine, and then uh, they've got you because yeah. like that first one's so cheap. You're like, you know, what? I'm going to take a podcast with a magazine. But then if you want to collect all the podcasts, by the end you spent like three hundred quid. And at least at the end of it, you've built like yourself like a little model of Wilborn. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've established the podcast vertical quite well here. <laughs> so let's move on to the horizontal. Um, I think I've got these terms correct. I'm not too sure, actually. That is how we cover it on, in wrestling. Um, we do interviews. Sometimes we do uh, show reviews, previews. What 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 else? What other gimmicks? Synergies. There you go, synergies. Yeah. Premium crush. We do that. <laughs> uh, kind of talk about alligators a bit, cows. That kind of stuff. It all goes on. We do stuff, and for some reason, you people listen. Yeah. <laughs> Have I done a good job with Adam's uh, intro here, yeah, guys? Yeah, I think, I think you're actually right. smashing really it. down verbatim, so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure no one even knows what one's up, so. <laughs> right, what's the name of the show? Oh, it's Wrestle Culture. <laughs> we're we're two, two minutes, 45 seconds in. <laughs> <laughs> we've, just, we've just said the name of the show. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not used to sitting in this chair, but... <laughs> 
you fine, know, man. It's fine, man. When they've gone into the news agents, it says wrestle culture on the woman just bought. They know what they bought today. It's fine. It's absolutely this is fine. it. Well, you don't know what happens when you open the envelope, do you? So, <laughs> and uh, speaking of not knowing what happens, uh, Roman Reigns, we're going to start by... <laughs> see, oh, oh, yeah, look, wrestling. Look at that. Yeah, that happened. We're That's gonna what t- we're here for. We're going to talk a bunch of the the week's biggest things and then Dan housing for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Roman Reigns uh, has been the talk of the town. I could, I could be on radio, me. Uh, <laughs> recently... Started from a house show in Trenton, New Jersey at the weekend where he cut a promo saying the following. Uh, I've been here a couple of times. Good good on him for using all of between couple and times, by the way. That really Appreciate annoys it. me. Uh, in the past 10 years, and I'm starting to work into a new phase in my career. I honestly don't know if I'll be back here again. If that's the case, I just want to say thank you for all these years of support. Of course, this set everyone into a tailspin. Uh, is Roman Reigns leaving WWE? Is he going on holidays? Is he just getting his nails done? What's going on? speculation across the board and the speculation hasn't gone away because we've had about seven different reports all saying completely (laughs) different things uh, during the week, which hasn't helped at all. Uh, I jest, of course, but Dave Meltzer reported earlier in the week that Roman had been removed from advertising for house shows and TV for about 10 weeks this summer, uh, but he was still being advertised for certain premium live events. (laughs) Uh, He'd been pulled from the advertising, all of that. People were like, hey, is he going to be off TV? I made a mistake of tweeting about this, and I got some of the worst people in the universe <laughs> quote-tweeting me. Uh, they were very angry. Um, <laughs> Andrew Zarian later reported that this wasn't quite the case. Roman would still be on TV in some premium live events. Uh, Dave has since corrected himself, in the re- or, or come through with new details, I should say, in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, saying, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be off Hell in a Cell, but he's going to be on Money in the Bank and the UK thing clash at the castle yeah. <laughs> a historic show first in 30 <laughs> years the uk thing um that big show they're doing through the house yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he's primarily just going to be missing uh small market house shows so uh, yeah, if you look at the poster for that show he's just been given a castle so yeah <laughs> it looks like a dvd cover actually with the sword was, in the middle that was a clause from his contract i think wasn't it <laughs> yeah, i want at least one castle. bridge and it better be a draw <laughs> one. Well, i think this whole thing's just been completely blown out of proportion and it's just yeah. that he really doesn't want to have to go back to trenton new jersey <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he's got it written into his contract that he doesn't want to go back there and that's that's it it's simple i've never been to new jersey but i've heard from the mayor of new jersey tony soprano that trenton is <laughs> absolutely pish so i don't know well, well i've got just gotta ask one question about this what's going on guys <laughs> what's the crack like what's happening i liked two versions of the story the best because there has been 18 as you've laid out there <laughs> i like i like the first one yeah. where i loved the discourse hurricane around roman, I, d- I didn't roman I didn't. potentially leaving i was banging it because he, blat- he blatantly wasn't leaving but you were given license in the content game to write roman reigns leaving wb for about six hours that was amazing like there was so much um well it was like panic there was it was like everybody going through the seven stages depending on how much you cared about <laughs> roman reigns so there was denial there was anger there was all of them then there was a bit of bargain and then there was acceptance and all that kind of thing and then when it became and this was like right before wrestlemania backlash as well perfect pre-premium live event part of this yeah. you got roman reigns going into the main event when like a, a large portion of people have lost their heads suggesting that he's gone he's done you know like how is this going to feed into a match and all that sort of stuff and then so like, I really like that. But my very, very favourite like part of this week was that brief window where we thought that WWE were running three consecutive stadium shows and Roman Reigns was on none of them. The one wrestler they've pushed in two years and he wasn't, he basically bought himself a summer off. <laughs> that was incredible to speculate just briefly on how they were going to fill three stadiums with the one guy that's had any conviction in the last, what, two years? Uh, I think Goldberg's probably available. Yeah. <laughs> there's options, the fiend, there's options. It was just fantastic. <laughs> and where we've levelled out at is sort of 
I mean, it's fine. But, like, I wanted to see WWE pushed more to figure out. We sort of joked about this in SmackDown preview today. They're going to do their usual, like, in a few weeks' time, Roman's going to be, like, on the island, like, windmilling his dick around, as he's told us before he does when he's on holiday. <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, we've got everybody, everybody's angles ticked off. Yep, got that one, got that one, got that one, got that one. Bit of a problem. Nobody wants to tell Vince. But we've uh, we've got thirty minutes to fill. How is that possible? We've covered everybody. Yeah, but like Roman needs to walk to the ring. <laughs> we yeah. didn't, didn't yeah. have to do anything until like half past the hour. I wanted them to be pushed. I wanted them to be tested. It seems like that's not necessarily going to happen. He's going to feature. Still going to feature more than Brock did as a part-time yeah. champion. He's probably not going to be that noticeable by his absence, save for Hell in a Cell. But they've kind of lined up. What like Ronda as a champion and Cody and Seth as a Helen. Like they've got something that can feasibly be a top match. It's. All, what I'm saying is, all things being equal in the end, this is probably going to be much to do about nothing. Yeah. He's going to be there everywhere you would expect him to be. If he's coming to your, like, if you thought he was coming to your town, prepare for a bit of disappointment. Yeah, if it's a pissy wee town, you're probably, like, no disrespect to the residents of Trenton. Like like Newcastle upon Tyne, for example. We literally experienced (laughs) this six weeks ago. I'm from Aberdeen. uh, (laughs) I can't can't see anything. Yeah, I don't care. He would have worked Sunderland or see him. I mean, all all the big name wrestlers are working to see him these days. You get mainstream attention if you're wrestling to see him. I should have written that down as a topic of discussion, should I? I mean, we still can. It's freewheeling. Yeah, let's do it. Do you know what? Maybe maybe somebody in see him is the contact for both of these Roman Reigns um, MJF stories because Sam's known for its famous moles. <laughs> so somebody, in, somebody inside is feeding news out to, to Meltzer and the rest of them. Yeah, it's it's it started hot. It got white hot for a second, yeah. and I think it's cool to a sort of a, a comfort level with WWE and everybody else. So it's like they'll probably just be there. Like we'll yeah. maybe never know yeah. what it is exactly he's taking the time off from. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like that's the thing. Like the the thing that got me with this was just how like this sort of wrestling discourse on Twitter and everything like that can. Sc- Skyrocket yeah. so quickly over absolutely no information. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a dude saying, I don't know when I'll be back in this town again. Yeah. That's it. That's literally <laughs> it. And everybody went off on one about the well, worst case scenario. Oh my God, Roman Reigns is leaving. And the, everything that piled down on top of that. It was absolutely glorious. <laughs> and I enjoyed every minute of it. But it turns out that all we're really going to get is a lack of house show attendance, yeah. which will like be a bit of a interesting indicator as to how much Roman Reigns actually draws if mm-hmm. these like yeah. 10 weeks of house shows if they get a dip in the numbers there it'd be like oh Roman is putting butts in seats like yep. there's there's proof there because there's been a dip in this but like that's really the only actual thing we're going to get out of this <laughs> it's a little bit disappointing because you just want the absolute chaos that the initial reaction drew the drama was you want that yeah. more the, the yeah. drama was sweet <laughs> it's a bit like a member of this office who I won't humiliate on the podcast <laughs> went, went went for a Burger King for their lunch the other day and <laughs> went to Burger King and found out they'd run out of beef. <laughs> That's what this situation would be. Buying a ticket for a WWE show and you've got the equivalent of a chicken legend sitting there. <laughs> Is that Burger King or McDonald's? I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know who it was, uh, but they definitely said there's absolutely no burgers, and I had to set... I mean, <laughs> I mean the, person, the person had to set for a chicken royale. <laughs> Idea. Aye, aye. It's a, that's the I thing. heard the person got an, they had like a new Dr. Pepper diet variant with, <laughs> with like cherry vanilla that you can get without like the but sugar. So that, that made up for it because I, I mean, that person got three cups. <laughs> that, uh, absolutely refilled. Tripled up on vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> vanilla cherry Pepsi Max with caffeine. Um, I know taking, taking Roman Reigns off the WWE menu leaves it a bit barren. So it was quite interesting to watch kind of the conversation on what do you mean now they have no stars without Roman and some yeah. of the names people were listing were just mental. It was like, ah, oh, they've got AJ Styles, they've got Cody Rhodes, they've got Sasha Banks, they've got 
Liv Morgan, and it's like it's no no disrespect to yeah. these people, mm. but come on, like they're not on the like if anything, like the brief moment of chaos that happened around this has just shone a light on the fact that yeah. there is nobody else. Like we we knew it anyway, mm. really, that they'd only been pushing this one guy for years now. But yeah. it's it's shone a light on that as to how like you say, Baron, this would be without him, and it's something they really need to change. In- yeah. Including money in the later. bank, they have sold five pay per views this year. Uh, with the name WrestleMania, and only one of those was <laughs> WrestleMania. <Yeah. laughs> like, so yeah. like the Elimination and that's Chamber Royal Rumble. WrestleMania TV show is yeah, WrestleMania, yeah. Like the, it's not even WWE anymore. It's that it's it's WrestleMania that has become yeah. the most powerful brand for them. So I yeah, you you bang right. It's nice to have the spotlight shone for just a second. And as you say, Murray, like that, it's not to dig out anybody individually. That's never the point. The point is, is that it cascades really quickly into who you know you subjectively might consider on a, a top line followed by a raft of people yeah. that are only going to be the selective favourites. Yes. Me- like a very, very splintered and fractured fan base. Yeah, precisely. Really, really interesting situation to... I mean, my mentions were disastrous, but um, <laughs> I will take the L for the greater good of the patter, which was absolutely sensational. Uh, I briefly considered, because I'm an idiot and I, 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 I bring these things upon myself, I briefly considered putting Joe Anoahi on an Is All Elite graphic <laughs> and circulating it, uh, which is, of course, a ridiculous scenario that no one would ever think is believable uh, in this, uh, this hey, specific Kenny Omega's putting out the teasers, so you never know. Hey, <laughs> Kenny Omega's a right scamp. It's the wrong, it's the wrong teaser. That rascal. Revolution 2023, uh, Roman Reigns versus Steve Austin. It's <laughs> <laughs> happening. On the double or nothing buy-in. <laughs> uh, right. From one guy speculated to leave WWE is probably not to someone who speculated to leave AEW, but definitely not until 2024 <laughs> at the very earliest. Uh, MJF, he kind of took over yesterday. He took over the discourse. And yeah, I mean, it's a continuation of a story that broke in April, I think it was, from Fightful Select, talking about how he was a bit frustrated with his contract, people come into AEW who now earn a lot more than him, and MGF sees himself as a top heel in the business, so he wants more money. It's understandable. Uh, he's one of the top guys in that company. Uh, the latest update. So there was a conversation between MGF and Tony Khan following the uncleared interview with Ariel Helwani that was smoothed over. It doesn't seem like... <laughs> can't really comment too much on those <laughs> interviews, but um, it seems like any good sentiment that may have come out of that hasn't held over for MJF, uh, unfortunately. Uh, he's still a bit frustrated. There's a feeling from those close to the situation that can and MJF maybe aren't as close as they used to be when AEW was formed. Uh, MJF is now apparently leaning towards leaving upon the expiration of his current contract. Negotiations have been mentioned, but there's no word on whether or not that would be an extension or for a renegotiation of his current terms or something else entirely. We should stress that the report doesn't sit there and go, he's leaving 100%, right? We should point that out. Um, Much can change between now and 2024. But this is fun as well, because there's all kinds of wacky stuff out there on on this story. It's a work. It's He's just, you know, they're just trying to mess with you. Tony's in on the game. There's the... He's just playing both sides against each other, which is probably true. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. No, he's shooting on Tony's TV show, which mm, <laughs> don't know about that. Um, what what we saying, boys? What we saying to this one? I'm a big fan of this one as well, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, I am thoroughly under the belief that he's going to be staying in AEW. Like, yeah. uh, and I think the part of wrestling that people often forget is the wrestling business side mm. of wrestling. You've got to work yourself into these positions because otherwise you're never going to get paid the big bucks and like they always say, like wrestling's got a short shelf life. You've got to earn as much money as you desperately can while you're there. And MJF 
deserves every penny of it. He, yeah. He's done an incredible job in AEW. I don't think Tony Khan's in on this necessarily. I think this is MJF going out there, <laughs> going to someone like Fightful and putting this out there to A, like put like a, a bit of a fire under Tony Khan's ass to actually get something yeah. of this done. <laughs> um, like fan the flames of the possible move to WWE and what that would um, involve and how that would affect AEW and things like that. But also B, just the fact that this amount of discourse is taking place about this and that like it's out there and MJF's in the conversation about uh, having to earn like top guy money is elevating MJF in terms of just like fan... Um, like how they perceive him, mm-hmm. like he's gone up in terms of like his position on a card just through this alone and people going out there and saying this guy is a top talent, he deserves top tier money. He's elevated himself to the main, acro- main event roster like level mm-hmm. just in terms of perception alone, like not, not including the money that will no doubt come along with it eventually. So yeah. I think it's just him going out there, working everyone very, very, very well uh, and elevating his game while he's doing it. There's a noticeable... Um, difference in tone between the conversations being had by the fan base and like analysts alike, I guess. It's all, everybody's in the, the swamp on Twitter or Reddit or whatever. In we know about swamps. The, the conversation <laughs> on Roman Reigns as per the, uh, compared to the conversation about MJF, whereas, you know, we've just discussed it there. There are people that are like quite angry at the prospect of him leaving or the people that want him gone or whatever, you know. With MJF, anyone that's got any investment in this is just having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. You know, you've both kind of outlined there the various reasons why it could be a work or a shoot. But what will happen is, like, fan A might disagree with fan B online about whether or not it's real or kayfabe or if Tony Khan and MJF have got the media on strings or whatever it is. Both fans will enjoy it. There's no version of this that isn't quite awesome. If it's 100% factual, if everything that we are being fed by all the usual media sources is 100% true, this is a cool story, as Phil says, of a guy going, getting what's his, or at least doing his best to get what's his in an industry that does not reward people fairly <coughs> as it is. You know, yep. go and get as much as you possibly can Absolutely. from these, like, enormously rich people of a top of an industry yep. that can definitely afford it. Billionaires. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There is money to be made. Yep. Go out and get it. If elements of this are a work, just elements, and... MJF and Tony Khan's relationship is absolutely fine, but it's more fun to be out there that it's frosty. That aids MJF's War of 2024 stuff on screen in the meantime. So that's cool. Like, if all of it is a work, it wouldn't be the first time that AEW have kind of had the media on strings to make their television product better. You know, we think about that. Like, the all-timer, like... Uh, like sort of presentation of the CM Punk Daniel Bryan thing. Those two stories dropping on Wednesday afternoons ahead of Dynamite, ahead of summers where you get to speculate on these two enormous names that are like so zoned in what that millennial hardcore fan base wants. There were probably no two names that would have benefited from that kind of news breaking better. And they nailed it. They absolutely yeah. nailed it. Yeah. If in 100%. a year's time, in 20, and this is like far from a piping hot take, I'm very aware, but like if in 2023, MJF is the AW World Heavyweight Champion and he is able to do a CM Punk, I've got the title and I'm leaving story, which links MJF and Punk yet again back into storylines. We will have two years of stuff outside of that story that we know that could make it feel true. Yeah, He could yep. put his belt in the fridge and say, look, I always said that I'd be speaking <laughs> to Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard in the summer of 2023 because Tony isn't paying me. Yeah. How is that not fun too? I, I, I just I love this for every single version of it. And if the upshot is MJF going to WWE, cool, chaos, (laughs) Cody, all of that stuff all over again, or he stays and he, like, realistically fulfills his potential as kind of like the next North American pro wrestling megastar, cool too. He's getting rich either way. 
and we get to watch the kind of like the best version of the performer in whatever element he's chosen. It's it's brilliant. I've loved this breaking and loved getting to monitor it and everybody everybody deciding on what their own version of the truth is. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, very interesting to follow for sure. And I think for me, this is not that you know we do serious analysis on wrestle culture. <laughs> uh, I can actually break a scoop of this this right now. Actually, uh, non compete clauses really insidious, really mm. horrible, really horrible. There is. It turns out I've, I've consulted my sources on this one, and mm. uh, the, the AEW actually has a non-compete clause. You know how long it's for? Nine days. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Another, another. You know the uh, you know the sources that you consulted. Do they pair nicely with Big Chicken? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that, uh, Phil. You might know about Big Big Chicken these days. You, you've got you got a few of them. A few of them. Yeah, <laughs> got three Big Chickens. <laughs> So uh, do you agree? I don't do much consulting with them, though. Oh, are you okay. controlling their narrative presently, or are they allowed to control it themselves? <laughs> They're all about controlling it themselves. <laughs> Big seasoning, on the other hand, that's a completely that's a completely de- uh, different kettle of paprika. Um, <laughs> yeah, the MGF thing, I think, is like it, the guy signed with a company in 2019, and he was like a, a rising indie name, but he wasn't like yeah. you know he wasn't the top guy on the indies or anything like that. He was a, he's guy a runner up in the Defiant Magnificent Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> can't get the job done in Sunderland. Where, <laughs> where can you get the job done, son? <laughs> Certainly not. Uh, where's where's double enough in Vegas? Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he, so his market value then obviously is would not have been what it is today. Um, Therefore, he would have not been able to demand the money he can, uh, he can demand today. So my best guess out of all of this is that he signed a long-term contract in 2019 that reflected the wrestler he was then, but does not reflect the wrestler he is now. He's watched CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, anyone, name them. Yeah. He's watched these people come in. They're probably earning more money because at the time they came in, they were worth more to the business or, or all of the people that he's been in feuds with that yeah. he has been 50-50 in leveling mm. up those feuds to be big parts on the card yeah. or probably have more money. <laughs> I, exactly, exactly. So I, I shouldn't use worth more. That's nonsense. Yeah. I mean, market value, yeah. right? The the market has determined that these wrestlers should be paid this much or Tony can. And it's a restricted market because there's only two billionaires in it. But, you know, it's not <laughs> necessarily fair, but that's how it's come out. So he can demand more of a salary now. And he's, yeah, he's watched Punk and, and guys like this and gone, hey, hold on, I'm competing on their level. Yeah. I, I'm a draw. I'm this, yeah. I'm that. I'm delivering at a really high level. And if you look at his 2022 so far, it's literally two back-to-back feud of the year candidates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the CM Punk feud. It's the Wardlow feud. Both of them have been the best television AEW's done all year, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think many people would would fight me for that. Um, I think it's quite fair. If the Wardlow match stands up, that's three because of the Derby Allemon that came before it. Oh, of course, like, yeah. Mis- like of course. Basically, it was not not to be cruel to this particular wrestler, but he just took, like, they took a long time letting him shake off Chris Jericho. Yeah. After that, <laughs> after yeah. that, he's been, like, I would say undisputed, undefeated, kind of like the MVP of this company. Yeah. If yeah. you think of it, like, he, he suddenly, like, you love Punk or you love Hangman Page or whoever, he's suddenly, like, the constant throughout all of these things. Yeah. And sure. you know, more, and more people are talking about that. And now, as a result, as you said, like this has generated more competition. MJF gets to skim Twitter, reading every take on this, and every single one boils down to, "Well, he's brilliant. Yeah, like he's worth <laughs> this, or he's worth this, or he should." Like nobody is firing in to be like, "Well, actually, you know, I think Tony Khan's right, and he shouldn't be earning money." <laughs> absolutely, no. Yeah, get rid of him. He yeah. absolutely stinks. <laughs> but I guess, um, yeah, Tony Khan is the other side of it, and I think the reason that probably why this situation still exists is that I think Tony Khan is probably sitting there waiting for his next TV deal to come through before he mm. 
inks people to longer deals and stuff. Yeah. And I can see why that would cause a bit of tension um, between the two parties. Because if I'm MJF, I'm like, oh, you're just give me the money now, chief. Yeah. Mm. Like, we know you're probably getting quite a nice increase. Uh, Stick whereas... your hand down the sofa and find six figures. That's <laughs> yeah, <it>. exactly. <laughs> whereas Tony's probably sitting there looking at his spreadsheet with Chris Harrington. Does he do finance stuff? I'm not sure. Shout out to Mookie's. <laughs> good, at, good at his job. Uh, probably sitting there looking at the data and going, actually, well, if I shift it over here in October instead of June, this number will not turn red. Finance is boring. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's the MGF situation summarized quite nicely. Um, I mean, I really should have opened with this, but we've already, considering it was, well, five days ago, but <laughs> we've already established that I'm not very good at this, so we're going to do it now. Uh, right, WrestleMania backlash happened. Um, aside from the punk, not the punk, the MGF and... Uh, Roman stories. It's been quite a quiet news week, so we're going to talk briefly about a show that happened last week. Um, <laughs> pr- pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. They, like, WWE is constantly in its own way because it's a content factory more than a wrestling show. And then, and like, this is dated now because this is this goes back years. Once a month, it gets to pretend to be a wrestling company for the night, and the vast roster of super talented, never more talented across the board wrestlers get to do mostly wrestling. Yeah. Like there's always going to be a promo. There's always going to be some ads, some some nonsense. There's going to be wrestlers fighting over pizza or the odd zombie breakout. Mm. But for <laughs> the most, like in the main, <laughs> like we are we are years now, and like I've sat up at daft o'clock in these offices, or indeed staring down a screen during the pandemic with like Wilborn whispering through podcasts or whatever, or like you guys doing the streams. Like I would say they've earned a bit of trust on these Sundays, like yeah. more are decent than not. Like very few of them hit the heights. I'm not suggesting uh, that you're getting actual premium content from your premium live events, but the best WWE you're going to get is on these Saturdays and Sundays. And there just so happened to be quite a bit of it at WrestleMania Backlash. Cody Seth delivers again in a match that I think had like on the, on paper far less advantages than the WrestleMania one. So you could argue that it was better because it was Mm -hmm. coming at it from a far, like, less elevated platform, not just because Cody isn't allowed to walk through it anymore. (laughs) But, you know, like, they had, had, like, they had a story to work off because the first one, but they didn't have the incredible surprise factor in the drama of Cody's arrival. You had Ronda and Charlotte under a great deal of pressure to deliver because the first match didn't, and Ronda felt like she got a groove back. That's it. Like, unanimously, everybody has looked at that and gone, there she is. I remember her. Let's hope there's a bit more of that. Uh... Well, the, the six man turns from like house show main event to total like WWE trying to do PWG <laughs> with their super heavyweights ripper, where like all three baby faces get shine and still lose. They just like we used to take the piss out of let the wrestlers wrestle, <laughs> but WWE is so far away from a wrestling company that it's quite nice when they do. Yeah, it's like the because they've moved to the whole premium live events and because they make much less money than the TV yeah. these days, let's yeah. face it. Like, they kind of just get out of their own way for these shows recently. Two and, and a half hours? Yeah. yeah. And it's I especially, like, the smaller ones. Like, take out, like, the big four and maybe Money in the Bank because it's, like, kind of a different thing. But all the other ones that they generally forget about a lot in terms of building to them. Mm. Uh, they completely get out of their own way in terms of booking. They don't really bother doing too much story stuff, which yeah. is generally what gets in the way of WWE matches sort of being really good and oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, it's all the story bollocks that they have to fit in around it. Mm. Uh, they do all that on TV, and they're building to things on TV. So like they kind of just forget about these and they slip through the cracks. And like you say, when you just let the wrestlers go out there and wrestle, they've got a hell of a roster. They're really yeah. goddamn talented. They're really good at this. You, you wonder it if it really like, stands out. Like X-Forum Twitter monster 
the, that bit of Tony Khan will sometimes <laughs> bang his head off a wall reading like some really positive feedback off WWE show thinking, hang on, so actually my job is to lower people's expectations <laughs> to such a degree that they expect dog shit yeah. and then you serve them up this fantastic I event. And they just give them two, two and a half hours and they're happy with that. <laughs> I don't know how to edit swears out of this, by oh, the way. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. I forgot about Wilbur not being on the button. I, uh, I shouldn't have even said dog in <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it's... Uh, Sorry, Wilborn. <laughs> apologies for the uh, explicit flag we're going to get from uh, Acast on this one. But, yeah, it's just, that's it. It's, like, expectation management. And at this point, like, a WWE fans is typically non-existent. These are shorter than Raw with more wrestling and more quality. It's so bizarre how, yeah. how, the, how the tide has turned in the favour of these little network specials. Yeah. He's tucked yeah. away... Um, they're almost like it. They can like it shouldn't be this way. They're kind of hidden gems. Yeah. It's tell you where the money's made, and a lot of people won't feel the need to tune into these things because you're going to get the big moments or whatever for Raw just as much as a well, especially a WrestleMania backlash or a Hell in a Cell. They're B shows. Yeah, even more than they used to be, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It's kind of damning, isn't it, that we're praising the show for being shorter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me less of the thing. Um, <laughs> but it, it does bear repeating because there was a time when these shows, even the B-level ones, where if you factored in the kickoff show when it used to have matches on it, um, which doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Don't even bother with that yeah, anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you were talking like five hours of your life, and, and uh, which is fine. Like five hours isn't necessarily too long by default. Um, some of the best shows, like the uh, great Wrestle Kingdoms are longer mm, than that. Yeah. Um, but when it was Every filled... Every AEW pay-per-view. Yeah, <laughs> like, precisely. Uh, but when it's filled with, like, you know, subpar or suboptimal, I should say, yeah. matches, it's just like, what am I doing with my life? Especially when they went through one of just putting TV matches on there and just, oh, doing, yeah. like, repeats of TV yeah. matches on pay-per-view and it's like, well, what is the point? Like, and actually, what's the point? Yeah, and they'd, like, announce a match on a Thursday and it was like, it's Madcap Moss versus Drew yeah. Gulak and it's like, they've never interacted. Why, <laughs> why have you done this? Why have you done this? But... Uh, yeah, no, the format is much more pleasing. Uh, particularly, like, the way this one was laid out was solid as well. I mean, Cody versus Rollins and the main event, uh, two really great bookends. I think the the y y after the first high, you get Amos versus Bobby Lashley, which was, uh, it, <laughs> there's only so much you can do uh, yeah. in that situation. I will say that there's not many situations these days where I think Amos has improved, but, you know, he's still got quite a way to go before... Uh, before I think he's a really pushable commodity. He's um, a jolly green giant still, he, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, jolly green giant is the perfect term for him. Um, and then before the main event, you had Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin, which shows that they are still just putting TV quality matches well, yeah. here and there. <laughs> yeah, but no, your points... But at least they're in a story. And it's yeah, like a exactly, story. exactly. Your, po your point's absolutely right. Um, Edge versus AJ maybe didn't land for us, but I imagine uh, just looking at like... And it's a bubble, obviously. But looking at the more WWE-minded Twitter people I follow, they were quite happy with it. Yeah. So I thought it was and substantially again, better than the WrestleMania match. Yeah, hundred percent. And again, like that's the one that got the story stuff put into it. Yeah. And again, yeah. that's the one where they didn't quite get out of their own way, and that's why it maybe feels a little bit less than but the rest. The Rhea Ripley stuff is something to talk about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like nobody's going to remember like the odd bit of shoulder work that might have been half decent in and yeah. slightly drab out in when you've got yeah. this big event at the end that people yeah. are going to want to follow up on on Raw or something. Yeah, absolutely. So like the way they're laying these things out is quite, it's quite. I'm going to borrow another of our colleagues' words: deft. <laughs> Does he say that in a funny voice? Or deft. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that like a New York accent? Like, I was going to say like an 80s New York cock rocker, but I like that. He's <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah, like I'm David Coverdale. Is he American? I'm not sure. I think, isn't he from, I was going to say, is he or from... Or White Snake English. White Snake or English, yeah. I oh, think he's from over here. cock that up, haven't I? Oh, what, I was going to say, it was sounding more like um, Christopher Walken doing a Chad Kroger impression. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of David Coverdale and Cocked, I once saw White Snake play at the Newcastle City Hall. Why? And uh, they were, <laughs> it kind of ruled. Here we go. <laughs> I, actually, I'd go to that. They, uh, there was a point where, like, there was a, there's a balcony in the City Hall, and he spotted um, two women on the balcony, and he was very interested in them taking their tops off. So rather than singing to the thousands of people in the City Hall, he sung directly at them for 15 minutes, doing the taps off gesture, and then used the mic stand as a gag. <laughs> like he wasn't looking at anybody for like three songs in a row. He was just laser focused on these two women. It was like, I've come to a White Snake gig. This feels weird now. <laughs> I want to go. David Coverdale wants a piece. That's, that's mad as well, because that man's been about 65 for about 20 years. Yeah. Like he's kind of like an inverted, well, no, like a, a slightly more elevated Arn Anderson uh, in the <laughs> aging process. Benjamin Button Mushroom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shouts to White Snake. I'm sure. <laughs> Let us know in the co- does They're definitely a- listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, all the other guys in the band. Steve, <laughs> the Fiend, I don't know. Um, Stephen the Fiend. Stephen the Fiend. Brother of Gary Fiend. <laughs> Mr. White and Mr. Snake. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite Snake Fiend band? Let us know <laughs> in the comments section below. Are there any others? Are there any others? There must be. Snake. Cobra Starship. Oh, there you go. There you go. Anaconda Vice. That's a wrestling move. Um, <laughs> I can't leave any of the snakes. Do the Anaconda. That's a dance move, isn't it? That's yeah, it is. It is. Pie. Barracuda. That's an, it's Barracuda's not a, not a band, song, is it? It's a, it's a shark. Barracuda's a shark. Fish. PH. <laughs> They've both got no legs. It's Fish fine. with a PH, boys. We've done it. We've done it. We've done it. Also, just like to point out, in Michael Hamlet's hometown, there is a fish restaurant called Codrophenia. Hey. Just mentioning that well, apropos of nothing. That's good. So that was WrestleMania Backlash. Me, personally, <laughs> I thought it was a good show. Uh, that I, I'm going to... Look, people hate it when I make this point, but you don't need five-minute video packages before every match when you got a kickoff show full of them. Mm, you yeah. could have saved at least half an hour of my life by trimming these things in half. Uh, so, yes, more, nice, tight, more concise viewing, viewing experience, but it could be even more. Uh, give me less of everything. <laughs> uh, hey, my album of the year is 18 minutes long, so you know, that's <laughs> that my sounds great. Yeah, it's tremendous. She just no nonsense, yeah. no skits, no intros, just noise. Uh, right, these, these are on the title in nine seconds. Get in, yeah. get out. <laughs> that's efficiency. That's efficiency. Right, I had a couple more topics written down here. We're going to do one of them really quickly. I did have AW Dynamite. Is it back? Written down. Um, yeah, I mean, it was good this week. That, that's that's the like, conclusion. It yeah. was very good. Uh, we can all agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than the recent weeks. There we go. That's the, see, that's how you get to the point. Um, <laughs> but I say half an hour into this show. Um, <laughs> Hookhausen, right? I've just written this down. They're mates now. Discuss, right? There we go. That's it. Great. Yeah. Feeling good. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing this. Like, it's not a celebrate. Like, it does, it makes you feel good. Like, I, so... For weeks and weeks and weeks, I realised that like, it was kind of a pointless qualifier or a caveat to say, I don't really get Danhausen. Why would I? I'm 37 years old. He's not, <laughs> he's not, sp- Danhausen's success has not sprung up from the, uh, the chin-stroking 37-year-old Bret Hart fan community of Twitter. <laughs> like, not one bit, right? There is an entire, as it turns out, other section of the wrestling fan base that want to be catered to as well. Look, I, I like AEW. I believe a failing of AEW, this is probably subjective and not buried in data whatsoever, so this could be like rendered completely wrong by one of Mookie's spreadsheets. <laughs> I feel like 
the millennial wrestling product is very, very good at tailoring itself to millennials. I'm not sure there's a single wrestling product out there for children because WWE is for kids, but in totally the wrong way. <laughs> like it's just it's just for like infant, infantilized adults rather than <laughs> children. Uh, and I'm not sure because I just don't have a read on it, like how much um, younger teenagers engage with pro wrestling in general as an art form. Certainly so much of AEW seems so loyal to our collective tastes, you know, yeah. of, of roughly similar ages. Dan Housen wasn't that, and yet listen to the people in the buildings. You know, like it, that that says a lot. Look at the T-shirt sales, look at the video numbers, the anytime they slap his face on anything, it gets clicked, it gets retweeted, whatever. He was doing that himself before he had the muscle of a company behind him. You absolutely go with it. It was the best thing about Rampage for like four weeks and all he did was like a 30-second backstage skit or something. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you... you Ashes abs- some crisps. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Wrestling, despite what uh, an Eric Bischoff type figure will tell you, like he will say it's all about numbers, but in his mind it was all about these numbers. It's not it's about every number. Uh, it's now. all about yeah. the number that hits his bank account. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like every number is valid now because there are so many different metrics, and Danhausen was popping a ton of them. So was Hook. Um, it's just a nice meeting of the meme wrestler minds, and based on the booking on Wednesday, which was just sublime. It is apparent that you don't need to sacrifice anybody's credibility. Hook is going to be the guy that gets the Ws, or he's going to do the physical. Danhausen is the guy that, based on night one, can be fed to guys mm-hmm. so much so that when he gets his big win or he gets his big moment. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah. That's going to bring the house down as well. Yeah. Like I just think he's like with this with this character and with everything, it's just W's on top of U's on top of W's on top of W's, and I no longer need to say even if I don't really get it. That's <laughs> never, that, that has never felt that has never felt less relevant. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have much more to add on stuff for that. I'm really enjoying it. Have you seen yeah. the early pictures of Danhausen, by the way? I've only just found this out the other day. Yes. Which is why it's just popped into my head. Yeah. He looks like the fiend if he was a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like super dark and stuff. He's like, oh, he definitely changed along the way. A snake if he was a barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> the first experience I had of Danhausen was on a, it was a, an AAW show, which is the Chicago-based indie mm, promotion. Yeah. Uh, and he was, he was wrestling as, I think it, Donovan or Donovan Danhausen, I think was his ring name. I think that might be his real name actually. Mm. Um, and he was 
it was on like that is his real name. I've checked his Wikipedia. Um, should have done that before we came <laughs> on. Uh, a pro would have done that. He his he was just kind of like he had the tattoos and stuff, so he stood out. But it was just kind of like okay, here's a guy in a scramble match. Yeah, it's a spot fest kind of. About, he's got some cool moves, but how's this gonna? How's he gonna move away from this? When you see people in these scrambles, you wonder where their careers are going to go and how they're going to evolve. Are they just going to become really good at doing flips and stuff? Fair play. That's I think flips are awesome. <laughs> uh, but no, this guy has sat there at some point in his life uh, over the past couple of years and gone, all right, how am I going to stand out? about Similar approach to Orange Cassidy. Yeah. How am I going to stand out amongst a pool? I'm a good wrestler, but there are millions of good wrestlers yeah. out there. What can I do that no one else can do? Be really weird, collect teeth, do a tequila dance, and go... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's found that niche... Uh, it, it, uh, his interview actually with Chris Van Vliet is quite interesting listening to how he has approached his career in general. I'd recommend it to anyone, obviously. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Uh, you wouldn't put Chris Van Vliet anywhere else but YouTube because he's such a good-looking man. <laughs> Shout-outs to him. But yes, it, it, it's great stuff. I, I personally, when he came in, I've always kind of admired what he did in wrestling, and, and he's popped me in various bits where he showed up. But I never really connected with him to the degree that... Even before he was in AEW, there's yeah. loads of people housing on the end of their names, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this yeah. really hits with people. I wasn't quite on that level, but it was the week in AEW where Dan Housen, this little guy with the face paint and the, does the curses and and all of this, decided that he had had enough of Hook, which is fundamentally ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That was the moment I was all in. So I love this as well. I'm right there with you. Uh, what's the paper? I'm a match? huge fan as well, like just because like when Hook came in. He was obviously awesome, and yeah. everybody loved him straight away. Danhausen came in, everybody loved him straight away, but they were so diametrically opposed. Like, there's yeah. no way you would ever put them together in your mind when this first, like, when they first appeared in the business. Yeah. And now that like Hookhausen has become a thing, and you're like, well, this is super weird, but also super entertaining at yeah. the same time. Tony Khan has done that to his to his credit, yeah. and sometimes I'm like careful to give him credit for too much, but like yeah. that in particular has been one of his skills. I Absolutely. think since AW yeah. opponents and partners, he has spotted stuff. And, you know, every good promoter should, really. Yeah. He spotted things that, like, people are really going to want, but you hadn't really thought about it until you were shown it. Yeah. And then as soon as you're shown it, like, I want that more than anything I've ever wanted in pro wrestling. Yeah. And he's done that over and over and over again. And it might be, obviously, there's a lot of skill and planning and time and effort, but sometimes it's like a sixth sense. Yeah. And as wrestling fans, I think we probably all imagine we've got it a little bit. Yeah. And that's kind of where he's rooted in it. But he's proven it over and over again. And that's like, this is, a uh, again, there's always going to be a moment, I think, isn't there? I thought it was, I'm a sucker for sports entertainment still. And that point with the camera on Rampage last week zoomed in on the crisps and it had a <laughs> bow around it. Yeah. Because he, he, he like, yeah. gift, gift wrapped yeah. some crisps. I was like, like, that's that's very like Bruce Pritchard early yeah. 90s to linger yeah. on a packet of uh, the prop as like the, the, the thing that you're supposed to take away. And I was like, I get that. Yes. I get this. You know, like this, this suddenly makes a lot of yeah. sense. Like him dropping the crisps is everybody's heart being dropped onto the floor, yeah. isn't it? You know, and like, I love as well. finally picked it up. I love as well that it's like the reason they've kind of come together in the first place was because Hook refused to be cursed by him. So you've taken like, <laughs> yeah. the stupidest thing of Danhausen and immediately switched it on its head and like kind of you like think broken that's the fourth so wall about it. Yeah. 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 And like pulled it together like that. And it's it kind of like in a similar way reminds me of like the Rock and Sock Connection kind of thing where mm. it's like you take a guy like The Rock but you take someone as like like stupid as like silly as mankind and when you put them together it kind of unlocks a different side of the yeah. rock yeah, definitely. and I think that's going to probably do quite a similar thing with Hook where it's like he was quite one dimensional as a character like everybody got behind him and loved him but it's going to like open up a different side yeah. of him for people to connect with him so we're all very much looking forward to the maiden, vo maiden voyage of the curse and crisps connection <laughs> <laughs> when they wrestle uh, Tony Neeson Mark Sterling no it's uh, Tony Neeson CM Punk 
Oh, yeah, they've switched it <laughs> yeah. off. Like the yeah, yeah, CM Punk got stretchered out. <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> don't know if anyone saw that footage. It's absolutely brutal. I can't in good conscience recommend you watch it. <laughs> um, but speaking of things that, we'll do this one a bit, like, who are we kidding? This show's going to go long as hell. <laughs> uh, who cares? We're having fun. Um, uh, speaking of things I can't recommend you watching good conscious, um, scenes unfolded in your hometown recently. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Do we talk about this? Do we talk about this? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll the, talk a little the bit. The UK deathmatch, right. which is... Uh, so... Should we set the scene before? <laughs> yeah. For our American friends that I might think, not get this. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Like, I don't think people in the, the US are reading, reading regional BBC yeah. Yeah. articles. Uh, Michael, do you want to describe what's happened here? Yeah. So the UK, when, when obviously there was the Brit Res boom in the late 2000s, it obscured the fact that there's always been British wrestling at a very, very small level. Um, was it VFW halls in America? Like our equivalent of VFW Hall local indie shows are these uh, social club events. Yeah. Social yeah. clubs are these tiny. They used to be known as working men's clubs. Now they're just sort of social clubs um, where like people go for cheap drinks and uh, Saturday night and there's always entertainment on. There'll be a singer or a dancer or whatever. And sometimes it's been wrestling in yeah. these, these function rooms. Tiny venues, uh, 100 people maybe. Yeah. Greenest of the greenest wrestlers. Greenest, yeah. greenest <laughs> of the green. But the one he's dressed up as the Undertaker, all that. The, yeah. the one he's yeah. following in the Northeast, birth pack. Yeah. So like yeah, every now and then like you get this like yeah. freakish occurrence where somebody breaks through from Everyone's that scene. Start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and but for the most part, it is just that weekend warriors that like often like it's kids or like people wrestling in the shirts or whatever who just have a bit of fun with it. Have taken a few bumps. Like Phil Chambers absolutely would have been one of these people. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, yeah. Like, there is a, there is a scene my, for this. My one wrestling match was that one of these. Yeah. <laughs> you get you get paid. Eight man tag. I get paid one move. <laughs> <laughs> American Rana, and then I tagged out. <laughs> Economical. Yeah. At least it was. A fl- at least it wasn't just like a headlock. Yeah, got, yeah. I like that. Like you work once you get in, and you get out. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the flip. You get like a guy will like buy a box of pizzas for the the guys, and they get paid in that, and then it's like off back to work on a Monday. And it it's not harmless as such. There are major flaws with it. I think it kind of those flaws obviously travel upwards yeah. because people that yeah. get bigger yeah. in the business, we get situations like we had a few years ago with like abuses of power and speaking out and all that sort of stuff. All of that is fundamentally tied in because it's very, very unregulated, which brings yeah. us to what's happened here. Which ends with like things like badly trained wrestlers or hardly trained at all wrestlers yeah. yes. still getting on the scene and still getting matches and things. And yeah, and it, like it's often talked about killing the town because yeah. it, somebody might go to a show and then think, this is wrestling, I'm not going to yeah. go again, I'm not going to bring my kids again. It can have lots of damaging effects that you can't see on the surface. Yeah. And all of that is kind of tied into what's happening. It's happened in see him, which is really <laughs> odd for me because it is, this is like, you know, sort of around 10 minutes walk away from that. If I was going to go to a tiny local wrestling show, yeah. it would be at, probably at this venue or one just like it. I can't believe you didn't go to it. I know, I know, man. <laughs> the, so they promoted um, like a, something like a... I've been talking in the office for ages about going to going one Going to these one of these, yeah. yeah. Like, good job, go we did go to this one. <laughs> no, it was something like a, a, a colliery death match or something. They throw in uh, these words. A three out of five doors match. Three out of five doors <laughs> match, got, right. So I've got the poster here. Uh, I It was colliery... Colliery... Championship wrestling. Colliery Championship. So Colliery is like a coal mine. Yeah, yeah. All, all of the villages yeah. like in the northeast are built around now closed uh, pits. And <laughs> this was like, funnily enough, closed by, um, should we say, divisive? Dead Prime Minister <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Um, very literally in the mud. What was the name of one of the wrestlers in this? Ronnie Thatcher. Ronnie Thatcher. I don't know if we assume, <laughs> we assume no relation, but you know, in terms of seeing Thatcher in a death match, I wouldn't have minded a look at one 20 years ago. <laughs> anyway. Instant any, heel heat though, isn't it? Well, yeah. He got himself Thatcher in the Northeast, you're getting booed. Also in the, in, the, in the advert for it, he's wearing 
not only a baseball cap, but also a straight jacket. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're aware Ronnie Thatcher is not a guy you can trust. <laughs> they have, there's two, there's two problems. Gimmick. Uh, I'm a baseball player, but I'm crazy. Thatcher <laughs> <laughs> in the pocket. Like that. Oh yeah, and I'm the son of Maggie Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, lol. And Ronnie Pickering. Anyway, there's, there's, there's two problems at the heart of this. Number one, it's an unregulated, extremely violent death match. The video yeah. footage, it, we don't really recommend you going and looking at it. But no, you, it's you bad. can imagine it, you know, in the theatre of the mind, it's like getting cut up with glass, getting cut up with weapons, untrained. I don't know how trained they are, but the point, like, the point yeah. is, it's no, strimmer. Yeah, there's a garden strimmer, all sort of stuff. What was made worse in the way that this has been scandalised and scrutinised is that the, like all of these shows, they offer family tickets. So I yeah. theoretically could have gone and I could have taken my children for a, a discounted deal. And if there's a discount there to take kids, the encouragement is to take children. Yep. And typically yeah. these shows, a lot of it are tailored towards them. So it'll just be, you know, boo him, cheer him, high yeah, fives to the kids clean, in the front. Very yeah. clear that sort of, of Fam- babyface and Family uh, friendly, yeah. as they would say. This is obviously not that. And that's probably more than anything why this has come to the front. Yeah. Uh, it got local news coverage because, of course, the police have had to look. What's happened here is actual bodily harm. So yeah. the police yeah. have had to look into it. Um, regulation will be discussed. Interestingly, on the BBC section story on it, they did actually notice that medical staff were present. So I don't know if the industry at even that level is being forced to... Um, Take a bit more care of its Maybe. staff, or because this certainly never there. Remember Triple H using that as a stick to. We've had to come in and make NXT UK because otherwise it's wild, wild west. This is yeah. this is perfect fodder for that. But I guess there was medics there. I'm not going to name any names, and I'm certainly this is not the reviews of what culture the reviews of Michael yeah, Hamlet. Yeah. Right, something troubled me a little bit about wrestlers who use this as a this is disgusting. This is not what we do. They are making sure to separate themselves on Twitter uh, from this. Like, we are wrestlers, we are not this. All that's, I get that, I do get it. They were less inclined to do that when there was mass sexual abuse, abuse of power dynamics, all that sort of stuff at the time. Again, I'm not naming any names, I'm speaking very generally, and I'm speaking, not us, not what culture, anything like that. I find it interesting that the first opportunity that you can take a platform on something, you take it on this rather than on some of the other things that you could have taken a platform on. So I'm a little bit, dis- I'm, like, I'm sort of disappointed, not in any one individual wrestler, but the op- like, there's a certain opportunism because obviously wrestlers will always be looking for a bit of conversation generation and things like that, and this has absolutely done that. I don't know, like, I just sort of think, for if this company has acted very irresponsible, company, this guy, this local promoter has it's acted funny. hugely, irres- yeah. <laughs> hugely irresponsible. I've got some quotes from him in a bit. Yeah, right? he's acted hugely irresponsibly. It's, it's a really, really bad look on something that is not always a bad time. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of these wrestlers that have been kind of scoring easy Twitter points probably would have worked these shows as well. 100%. So that 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 just didn't quite sit right with me yeah. in truth because you, you potentially biting the hand that feeds you. If you don't make it, you're going to be back there hoping to get your slice of pizza and your twenty quid on a Saturday. So I, I don't know that like that didn't sit right with me, but. But just to make it very, very clear, nor did this show or the actions of it. <laughs> <laughs> and and seems really nice. Go visit. Like, uh, I, I, I can vouch for that. I've been there, <laughs> been there many a time. Um, Phil, you're, you were part of this world. What's your yes. Take? Well, yeah, well, I mean, the one show, like I filmed a couple of them for training and things when I back when I went to them. And my only real like exposure to them is when I was training to wrestle. I've mm. never really been to one of these this low level of shows like to watch or anything although i always really want to because <laughs> yeah they look a blast <laughs> um and back then it was like we never did any death matches or things we did one hardcore match once which the two people involved probably went a little bit too far like yeah. well, than they should 
um, but nothing on the level of this yeah. kind of thing and the footage that has come out from it. But at the end of the day, like the vast majority of people that go to these things are families and with young kids who just want to go boo at the bad guys, cheer the good guys, and that's it. They just yeah. want to have a fun time, see maybe a moonsault, and mm. like boo some bad guys. And then you get this in yeah. the middle of a show that was not advertised. You had no idea was coming. I can't imagine what would have gone through the minds of the the like parents in that crowd when they're suddenly <laughs> confronted with this yeah. and like with no choice and just like oh my god this is happening. I, I assume let's get the hell out of here. I, d- I didn't like it when Jack Whitehall said bollocks in the middle of Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine being front row with my kids and being like. We have to leave. Yeah. You know, we have to leave right now. Yes, yeah, that's, that's exactly that's the kind of core of it, isn't it? That, that it wasn't advertised as a death match, and you're going along there with your kids, and you're you're thinking you can just have a nice like night of British pantomime because that's mm. what yeah, that's what like the, this level of Brit rest. It was held in uh, the Conservative Club, so uh, mm. it's social club for yeah. conservatives, I guess. Probably one I'd be a member of. Um, <laughs> that's why Thatcher was there. <laughs> 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 Which okay. So yeah, you go there. Maybe you take the kids. There's there's clearly shots of children in the screenshots and stuff. I'm looking yeah. at and uh, some of the spots. You know, glad there's light tubes. There's, there's doors. Obviously, it's a three out of five doors match. Uh, there's a, a garden strimmer being taken to someone's head, and it's like I'm not fundamental. I I think deathmatch wrestling isn't really for me. Um, but I'm not fundamentally against it as a yeah. form and. I think that generally, if if two people want to smash glass over their heads or whatever, then I'm you know I'm not going to police them in doing that because I'm not the promoter and I'm not the person organising the show and whatever whatever. Um, it's interesting that the promoter here uh, for Colliery Colliery is that how you say that word Colliery Colliery, Colliery Championship Wrestling, Mr. James Barris has addressed it and uh, described the event as not everybody's cup of tea. Um, <laughs> Yep, uh, th- this is in the BBC article that I'm reading here and and, and said that uh, he wasn't aware that it was going to escalate to this level. Some of the weapons were used without his prior knowledge. He says, uh, things can sometimes not go to plan. Obviously, there was a little bit more than what went down. that went down. Uh, I spoke to the two guys afterwards. We had discussions and that will not be happening again. So just to give you the full breadth of takes on this, listeners, that's why we're going through this. Um, and then he said, we have apologised, but how many times do you say sorry? How many times... Do you have to be penalized in life? Which to me doesn't sound like a guy who's very sorry and very remorseful about this. So, yeah, I mean, (laughs) you put the the word deathmatch on your poster and say this is not suitable for kids because it's not. And all of this goes away. TV Watershed is there for a reason. Movie ratings are there for a reason. So people can be informed about what they're going to see and whether they think it's appropriate for their kids or not. You can't just turn up at a show that says family friendly (laughs) and see this happening because you've got no preparation and it's not your choice then to take it. If you want to take your kids to a death match, that's on you. But it's not your choice to just be force fed something like this. You know as well how Vince, we've said this a lot with Vince specifically, but I guess all wrestling. You know, it often escapes scrutiny because, like, the like media just does yeah. not take it seriously. I think this is another good example of some of some of the uh, barriers that people were facing during speaking out and trying to get some sort of government intervention. I think, like, early doors, they managed to get a few things changed about the rules about trainers and ages, but be- wrestling yeah. specifically wasn't really talked about. If anything, if you brought that to the table, people were like, what that? Nah, and yeah, to just yeah. brush it off. This is another example of how, like, top to bottom... There needs to be more regulation from the shows that were considered at the height of the Brit Res boom right down to this. 
you know, there is only really regulation on the shows that are required to have it. So that will be what? WWE, AW, shows of that platform, yeah. of that level, New Japan, whatever. Your major companies that are required to, that yeah. would be under immense pressure and scrutiny if they didn't. Everything else below that mm-hmm. will still do whatever it can to Complete operate, to cut outside yeah. the lines, you know, yeah. and it just, this won't change anything. Unfortunately, we're saying all this, this won't change anything, but it is, you could like pile evidence miles high of reasons why it should be treated just as every other entertainment endeavor, sporting endeavor. And it's incredible how it sort of escapes. Like wrestling always slips through the cracks. I can't think of many other industries that do in such a way. Yeah. And it's the same, like you say, with the speaking out thing. Like, very little has changed since that. It got yeah. a mm-hmm. bit of mainstream attention. APPG, I think it got was it, on, that panel? Yeah, yeah. It got on BBC's website in terms of, like, a news post about it. I don't think it got much further than this. Again, this got on BBC's website as yep. in terms of, a, like, special interest news piece. Look mm-hmm. at this crazy thing that's happening. And then not a huge amount of changes. And it's somehow, like you say, wrestling always slips through these cracks. And it's just these carny promoters that isn't just in Britain it's all over the place it's everywhere Uh, it's absolutely everywhere and it's like you go back and watch like uh, Beyond the Map the documentary the carnies in that are the exact same carnies that are still going today and nothing's changed in the last like 30 years it's been like 30 years that's right yeah that figure 30 years of all of us probably reading the odd time wrestling breaks the mainstream and there'll always be a line in there from the writer who's obviously not a fan saying like uh, the moves may be fake but the so and so and so and so is actually real they felt the need to still explain that to to somebody that isn't as if that's the thing that's important yeah. when it hasn't been that way. for thir- <laughs> Like we know within the bubble that that doesn't matter, but they believe that they're writing for an audience that needs that telling first. Yeah. So body stands and suplexes are all for sure, but duh, 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 and it, that tone has never changed in how yeah. it's reported by somebody that's just come to pop the head in and have a look at it. Yeah, it's a hell of a situation uh, playing <laughs> out. Not one that we expected literally in your backyard, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Michael. And uh yeah. I did go over in the main event. So it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who are you facing? Bob Evans. <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant chain for our American <laughs> viewers. Right, okay. So we've come to the end of our. We're 54 minutes in and we've come. <laughs> <laughs> I literally said before we came in, right, guys, let's keep this tight. I want to go home. I want to go home to, uh, you know, relax for the weekend. You no. finished 20 minutes ago? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, right, but you know, we can't, we can't finish the podcast without. The the uh, the thing uh, right. So he usually does a thing here. I'm going to the tr- button. I I've got an idea. I've got an idea for these buttons. Right. Okay. There you go. There's the right one. However, oh, uh, before we is. do the right one, let's try this. This might not work, but it might. Well, looks like we've had enough. Look good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should. I, I, mm. Seamless. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like we've had enough talk. Bloody good quiz. <laughs> Hard stop in the middle of the course. It's like we've had no <laughs> Sorry, Bloody good quiz. Sorry, Mark Henry, for doing that to you. Uh, <laughs> do we do this? Is that a thing? John Harrison's works. Uh, I mean, we're supposed to do that right at the very beginning, but you know, it's fine that we got it in there. Ah, it's in there somewhere. We've hit the quota. Right, uh, it is time for a bloody, bloody good quiz, and uh, I didn't really uh, know <laughs> what's going on. I, I I didn't really know where to find the. It took a while to find the review. It's been a while. Oh, what, what's going on here? Phil, Phil's wrong and right answers. Phil's conducting yeah, yeah. chaos. Oh, yeah. Ah, the there we go. Wrong and there right we go. I'm gonna use the wrong ones anyway because I'm a scamp. Uh, I'm gonna play <laughs> the one mid- of us says an answer, then we just hear a, "These nuts." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Yes. 
<laughs> that minute long song that he plays at the end. That's going to be your 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 gong. <laughs> and wait a full minute before I tell you if it's right or wrong. Um, so yeah, it took me a while to find some reviews today because uh, I know we, we do the sponsorship uh, deal here, or, or we read one out. Um, I don't know which of these have been read and which ones haven't right. because I didn't have time to sit and listen to every <laughs> podcast uh, before coming on. So what I've done is I've just taken two particularly humorous reviews uh, <laughs> that I wanted to highlight and maybe they've been read before, but I've picked a five-star one that's not explicitly for the five-star review review mm. uh, and, and a one-star one for balance. So here's, this is the five-star one. Like the BBC, we provide <laughs> yeah. balance. This is it. This, this is the five-star one. It is titled WWE. And I would like to thank the person who sent this in. The review is as follows. WWE, 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 WWR. WWE, 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 WWR. WWE, 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 with no capital letters. WWE, WWE. The person who sent this in is... WWE, I am not making this up. Uh, Shouts to you, my friend. Thanks, WWE, My favorite thing about this is he didn't just copy and paste WWE. He wrote it every single time. And left five stars. And left five stars. Helping our friend Algorithm. What a legend. Maybe it was Vince. That's what the first draft of Raw looks like. That's what we're doing, right? And Bruce is like, oh, God, he's done it again. Bashing that T-Rex head against the keyboard. My favorite thing about this is that their username here it's not just wwe seven times in a row they've made a bunch of typos so you've got <laughs> you've got wwe w-e-w e-e-e w-e we it's it's a wild time thank you very much uh, thank that's, you. that's sensational now on the other side of the spectrum we've got one uh <laughs> a one-star review here this is from uh d jones 55 right shout out mm-hmm. to d jones title of the review is dweebs <laughs> The review simply says, talk louder. <laughs> Thank you, D. Jones. Good advice. Yeah, I mean, will. as you can tell, in comparison to WWE, 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 D. Yeah. Jones has no credibility. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good job that to, to soothe this complaint. You've got me, the quietest person in the office, to uh, <laughs> host this podcast. Anyway, today's bloody good quiz is a little bit different, uh, and it's going to drive whatever five of you are remaining left. <laughs> uh, probably to unsubscribe, actually. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that, obviously. It's just a one-off. Uh, right. We're going to do, on this week's bloody good quiz, renditions of wrestlers theme songs for something a little bit different because i didn't want to do like you know t- willborn because he's so great at this would do something like wrestlers who've jumped ship or, or something like that something that fits the theme of of the day or wrestlers who have ha- had their backlash or some i don't know something like that <laughs> uh not me i'm not really good at much apart from making this specific noise so what I'm going to do is 10 wrestler entrance themes in that noise. Oh, my God. The chaps the here. bloody gulp quiz. The bloody, <laughs> the, the bloody <laughs> quiz. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys here are going to have to guess them. It's 10, as usual. I'm not doing multiple choice. You just have to figure it out. That's amazing. If you don't figure it out, you can. Wilborn's finished in this town. <laughs> Will, Wilborn is absolutely cooked. Uh, and If you figure it out, you'll, uh, there is a prize. It is egg. an egg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at this. Right, so the first one. Here we go. Uh, <coughs> God. <laughs> Just chime in when you get it. Uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, I meant to press. I meant to press a button there, aren't I? Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> here we go. Yay. There it is. Yeah, there we are. 
Right. Okay, that's one nil to Phil. Yes. Sorry, Michael. Right. Um, <laughs> it's good gulping. Yeah, it's on me. That. Question number two. Phil Chambers. MJF. Yeah. That was MJF. These are huge fan of this. Loving this quiz. I think these are all quite easy, actually. Right, okay. Number number three. Number three. <laughs> I'm not doing that again, so you can have, have, yeah, have it again. Yeah, can you have it again? Roman Reigns. It's, it's uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm forgetting to press the buttons here. Uh, what's I'll, I'll, like, if you'd have gone for 20 minutes, I'd have, <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd have nailed it. <laughs> Two one to fill. Uh, that one was quite tough, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, God, why have I done this? Right, okay, number four. Yep, it's got to be Becky Lynch. I've made this too easy, haven't I? Right, that was Becky Lynch. The problem with this is I'm having too much fun just watching you I do know. the goal, so I really <laughs> can't actually do the coin bit. I said my name and I was like, I want five more minutes. This, like this is how I feel inside. <laughs> All right, okay, uh, number five. Uh, look, 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 look. Phil. <laughs> Phil. Yeah. Don't go. Yeah, I just I knew you were getting that, so I just pressed the button. Can, you do, can you do smashing glass in a gulp? <laughs> <laughs> no, is the no, is the yes, absolutely not. You have a conversation in the gulp. You make you say hello in the gulp, and I'll reply. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we need to get the gulp over. We've got a flat crocodile in the fiend over. We can get a gulp over, right? It's um, like choking clangers. Can you imagine like an entire, <laughs> an entire news choking video? Choking clangers. Have you just gone like, oh, look, and then passing oh, a little bomb where he goes, oh, there's no, no words across the whole video. <laughs> I had to do the action just in case you didn't get what I was doing. That, that was the iconics. For anyone who, uh, oh, speaking of which, great you <laughs> I did, that's why I'm doing this podcast. Right. Three, two to <laughs> fill. Okay, here we go. Phil, it's Ruby Soho. Yeah. Oh, Zero incorrect answers so far. That was Ruby Soho by right. Rancid. Uh, four, two. <laughs> there we go. Ruby Gobo. <laughs> Gulpy Soho. There we go. <laughs> Lots of options. All right. Office favourite coming up. Gulps it. Give you a bit of a hint. Off, long time office favourite here. Just we Bobby Fish. That is Bobby Fish and Kyle Poisson. Uh, <laughs> Red Dragon. Have you ever noticed, by the way, on the... Next time they make an entrance, or maybe watch the video on YouTube, everyone do this. You go on and watch their entrance video, and you know the bit that in the song that goes, whoa, after he says, I'll give you a reason. Uh, it's perfectly timed with a dragon spitting fire. So it looks like the dragon's the one going, whoa. <laughs> a dragon sings this song. It's mental. That's why they're called Red Dragon. Anyway, what's the score? Four, three. Yeah, that sounds yeah, right. Yeah. Two, two word num numbers that I can't say really well because I speak weird. But anyway, uh, oh, God, why have I put this in? Right. Oh, 
It's Hulk Hogan. I know Gulpamania is going to be running wild after this podcast. <laughs> we might need the tiebreaker for this, boys, because we got we got two more to go. Oh, no, this one is awful. Uh, <laughs> I literally just put a famous name down and didn't really think of what the... Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, oh, right, how am I going to do this? I mean, you've already done Hulk Hogan. How bad can it be? <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Right, just the songs. The sounds are going to be really hard to make. <laughs> I got it right from the, the genuinely the oh, go, 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 was good. I was like, he's gonna have to do the oh, 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 and then it goes a bit daft, doesn't it? It's like, <sighs> I could have. You get a burn it down in there. Like, it's just like <laughs> an errant burn it down is peppered in. Like, oh, oh, oh. Right, okay. Uh, by four. Press on. Right on. All right. This one's. Phil. Jungle Boy, Jurassic Express. Oh, wow. There I can't we go. believe we need a tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> tiebreaker. You might not actually get the tiebreaker. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty difficult, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, Alan Thatcher or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have to share the speedboat? Is that what you're saying? That's actually fine. I can drive it. I'll just sit as a passenger. So. <laughs> 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 I can't remember the song. <laughs> I know one. I know one specific five-second segment from this song, and that's it. <laughs> Just a butt rock. I'm gonna do it in a butt rock accent. I need the re- like the reruns. I can't get this. Right. Okay. How do I? How do I? This the intro. This intro, <laughs> intro is very quiet. Pamphlet. <laughs> yes. It's not Goldberg, is it? No, dear. That's ah, bad. It's not Goldberg. Man, I have no idea what this could be. Would you like a hint? Yeah. He's wrestled Goldberg. It's the feet. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the feet. <laughs> <laughs> No, dear. Uh, it's not uh, the fiend. It's not. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. We're back in play. Here's a catchphrase. Yeah. Let's go again. I tell you what. I'll give you one question. How have you got through this and not done the fiend? By the way, you have all been. That's the fiend, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, Code Orange. Um, <laughs> Right, okay, I don't really know how to make this any more obvious. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I love that, you stupid idiots. <laughs> any less obtuse, I should say. Um, I'll give you one question. Uh, ask a question about it and I'll answer. What's faith. the answer? <laughs> <laughs> yes or no question, are they on the WWE main roster right now? Yes. Imagine... 200,000 wrestling fans singing this song, <laughs> all in unison. That's how it starts, and then it goes. Ah, oh, I'm Phil. Oh, God, which one of you said that first? You can have it if you want, Phil. I mean, I still have no idea. Okay, right. right I'm giving it, I'm letting <laughs> I was Phil just going to take a, a wild guess. Swing, baby. 
Um, I was just trying to think of people that wrestled Goldberg, and the <laughs> first person that came to my head was Dolph Ziggler. It's probably not him. No, dear, that's wrong. It's not Dolph Ziggler, Michael Hamlet. It's Bobby Lashley. No, dear, that's Come wrong. on! <laughs> How can you specifically not get this song? Uh, oh, man. One more question, one more question. Let's go. Phil, drop, drop one, apart from what my is the answer. God. <laughs> Currently wrestling on the main roster and have wrestled Goldberg. So it is a man, I assume. <laughs> it's a man. It's a man. I won't count that one. That's the question. One more going it. Oh, Hamlet! Goodbye. Do you fear again? Drew McIntyre from the past. It's Drew McIntyre from the past. Broken dreams. To all our subscribers. Broken dreams. It's the one. It's the song that whenever someone says, "What old theme do you want to come back?" It's always the answer. Even he hates it now. He's sick of it. It's one that we always do in the office because the way the guy goes, "Shigabay," it's very funny. And, uh, oh, bad dreams do come true. You've just experienced one. <laughs> um, well, this was a hell of a time. What a show this was. We touched on everything from inappropriate oh. shows for children watching death matches to uh, Roman Reigns leaving WWE <laughs> to hookhousing <laughs> and gulping songs and WWE, 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 WWE. <laughs> I'm never, I'm never getting back on this, am I? Gee whiz. Right, okay. Um, well, that was fun. Is there a thing? <laughs> What does he do now? This? It's <laughs> <laughs> for the awards show, but yeah, sure, let's go. Right. Right. We're not going to read that again. <laughs> so, uh, as you know, WrestleCulture is filmed before a live studio audience of crocodiles. It is. Speak louder, dweebs, <laughs> whatever that, whatever that uh, review said. Right, thanks for enduring this. Um, I will be offering full counselling for your experience. <laughs> uh, hit me up on Twitter at What Culture Fiend. Uh, you can <laughs> do you offer a gulp compensation. Uh, gulp consultation as well. <laughs> if you want, if you want to learn how to gulp like Andy Murray, <laughs> fifty pounds a gulp. Uh, that's that's my rate. Uh, Michael Hamlet, where can they find you on Twitter? Fifty pounds a gulp. That's sounds like someone else. I mean, we just sounds like someone else is kind of rate. We just got a bargain in that quiz. All work is work. All work is work. At that my goal, it's going to cost thousands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to speak to the boss about this. Uh, Phil, where, where can they find you on Twitter? I mean, I don't know why they'd want to after all of this, but at <laughs> Phil My Chambers. Uh, the, uh, so you can find me at Andy H. Murray. Uh, the H stands for uh, have a nice weekend. Uh, I'll just leave you on a nice sentiment after probably torturing you for while <laughs> we've gone an hour and 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, finished work 35 minutes ago. I finished work 35 <laughs> minutes ago. That makes me very sad. But you know what? In two weeks, three weeks, I'm going on holiday to... And God bless the United States. So I'll take my time back then. Won't I? Won't I, Simon? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. Goodbye. This was a, a interesting time. Wrestling. See you. Wrestling. Wrestling. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.